Turn it on. Turn it up. You know, that's like uh, last week when I when I created the the audio for the show. I was looking for that part where I said I had to shave because my face was starting to look like an overgrown vagina. I didn't have that in the recording. Oh, really? I didn't have that. I was like, oh my god, that was funny as hell. Yeah, I know. I, I know you tagged me. I never had a chance to go back. Today was a fucked day. Was it? But at least I got my vibrator charged. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Vibecast. Holy shit, we're on time. Holy shit, we are. <laughs> Look at that. We're in three, two, one, and we are on time for once. Holy shit. Mark this on your calendars, people. This is going to be a day to remember. The only thing that probably has gone right all day long yes we were on time (laughs) what a day no kidding well how was your day (laughs) they make me say it was a bad day it was just one of those days that was like really like really and it's been a great week, and today started great, and then I had a really important appointment uh, that I've been waiting ages for, an ultrasound on my leg, because I have, I don't, I don't know, there's something on my leg, and like, don't know what it is, so I was supposed to go for an ultrasound, and I was watching the clock all day, and I freaking went there an hour late. <laughs> oh, no. It's like... I blacked out part of my day. Like, I don't know what happened. And I was like, get dressed. And, oh, I better. All day, I'm watching the freaking clock. And I'm telling people, okay, well, I'm going to be out. Like, I have to go soon. And then it was like I blacked out. I don't know what the frick happened. So I show up an hour late. So now I have to wait till, like, middle of October. Oh, no. And then I think I got a spider bite on my fruit arm and i don't know what's happening with that it's getting bigger by the second what and then uh yeah i don't like i it's not a mosquito bite it's like getting big and it's got like a dot in the middle so i'm thinking it's a spider bite wow but that's that's actually what got me sick last week we're we're spider bites yeah it doesn't make me feel sick but it's huge. And then, so I come home from that freaking appointment where I was late and I'm like, this is great. I come home. I don't know. Something was on the floor or something. I sliced my friggin' toe open. <laughs> and so then I'm like, well, I guess I better put a bandaid on it. So I go and get a bandaid and I get this tube of this antibiotic ointment I have. And I'm like squeezing the shit out of it, trying to put it on the bandaid. And it's like, it's nothing. It's coming out. And I'm squeezing it and I'm like ranting and why there's stuff in here. Why is it not coming up? 
Oh, well, shit, I guess I'm going to throw it out. And I'm like, so where's the lid? I'm looking around for the lid. I'm like, like where the frick is the lid? And I'm rant- I'm talking like this out loud to myself. Where the frick is the lid, right? And then I'm like, oh, shit, I never took the lid off. That's why the stuff never came out. What? So then the- <laughs> wow. So, that must yeah, have gone so- back to your blackout period because... Oh, that, it's and I, I'm not a drinker. Like, I don't know what happened. Well, maybe you but should become one. <laughs> maybe you should become I'm one. Thinking. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, maybe a little coffee and Kahlua in the morning would get your get day going, right? I don't know. I, you know, I still believe that that eclipse, that, that solar eclipse discombobulated a bunch of us to the point where we're having a hard time getting back in touch with our natural biorhythms. That's my, uh, my theory because it's been, for me, everything has been kind of upside down backwards and a little bit wonky since, since the eclipse. Oh, you're buying into the woo-woo stuff. Not really, but you know, there's something to be said about, you know, everything is all the stars are lining up and then all of a sudden this freaking eclipse and then everything seems to be going sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Shit. Yeah, well, you that's know, true. <laughs> I, you know, after listening to how your day went, though, my day was actually kind of easy. I mean, I other than the fact that we loaded about oh two tons worth of cinder blocks onto a trailer, then unloaded them, then brought it back, and then put another ton and a half onto the trailer again. My day doesn't seem so bad, <laughs> really. I didn't hurt myself. Um, I did have a nice long 11 hour day at work. That's not bad, but for the most part, you know, it's, I don't have nothing to bitch about compared to what you went through today. That's, that is something that's wow. Not that it was like really bad. It's just that, you know, it's, it was just one of those days where it was like one little thing. It's like being pecked by a duck, right? Like (laughs) eh, 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 over and over. It was just like, really? Really? But then I thought, great, because there's always a silver lining to everything. I thought, great, this will be great for the show, right? And what we're talking about today. Oh, absolutely. So why don't we get into the show? How's that sound? Absolutely. Let's do it. Perfect. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Grit and Grace TV. I am one half of your hosts, CJ, and next to me is my amazing Apparently blackout prone co-host, Lynn Brunette. And uh, today we are going to be talking about your online persona. Are you who you say you are on your social media profiles? And is your real life just kind of you know, completely different? You know, do, do you play that game where, you know, online you're the Hollywood superstar. You're the expert. You're the professional. You are the best at what you do. And then in real life, you're mumbling and bumbling and fumbling through every day, just like the rest of us. Yeah, I, I guess that was that's the way I, I have to put it, because not every day is perfect. It's not. And for some people, you'll see like every day is perfect and everything's just sunshine and roses and or every or or I love the ones where um I had a really bad day, but look at my selfie. <laughs> my favorite ones are the ones that are, comp- they are always, and these are the people that I believe are the most authentic people on social media. 
And it's those ones that post those, everything is negative. Everything is just going to shit on them. They are just having the most horrible life imaginable. Those, those people, I believe, are probably the most authentic just because they put themselves in that role, in that realm. I mean, if you're that negative uh-huh. all the time and you're posting about how negative everything is, you've got to be living that negative life. There's just no other way. Yeah, you're not depressing. You're not you're not living to press anybody. Oh, absolutely. You know what? Everybody can relate to it. And if you can relate to this, share this. Please share this out because I know for some people, they really struggle. They get into a big depression about watching people's lives on social media. So, you know, if you think that if you've got that friend who and uh, have them have a look at it. Yeah. I mean, come on. We do want to put our best foot forward. Absolutely. I mean, we want to. And part of it is to inspire other people as well. Um, but, you know, we're all we're all concerned about how we look. And it's so funny because everybody's look busy looking at themselves. They're not looking more concerned with themselves than they are you. But I, I get that, you know, we want to sort of, we want to be inspiring and we're concerned about how we're going to look and, uh, and we want to be inspirational if that's what the work is that we do. Uh, because no one, people don't necessarily want to more, uh, can't find anything good in any situation. I mean, I totally get that. But you got to share some real stuff too. Absolutely. You know, there's there's that um, concept that came out back in the MySpace days. And I know a lot of lot of the people that are here, we started off on MySpace by playing those games like Gangster and Mob Wars and all those different types of things that where you kind of created that community and you had to friend all these people just so you could get enough boost in power to be able to continue playing the game. I mean, and after a certain point, you had so many friends, you didn't ever have to stop playing. And you were on MySpace nonstop 100% of the time. Very rarely, though, did you ever see somebody. um, (laughs) Wait, did you just say? Yes, I did say MySpace, Leland. That is very, (laughs) that's where some of us, most of us probably got our start at is with the MySpace. I never was. I was never on MySpace. Well, you know, I've heard of it, but I never was on it. You know, the thing I found out about MySpace is it was like the breeding ground for the, um, let me say, the profile that you wanted everybody to believe you were, Um, whether you were a rock star. Well, that was the beginning. It it was the beginning. And everybody gave them, (laughs) see, see, uh, Leland was a cowboy on on MySpace. So. You know, it is what it is. And, you know, it's... That was the chance for people to put a different persona out because that was sort of like the beginning of of all of this. So it was like, whoa, this is a new thing. I'm putting myself out there and I can recreate myself any way that I want. You know, Leland, I think somebody took everybody's pages down. If you remember about a year and a half ago... Uh, MySpace got hacked and it, they stole over, it's like, I think it was like you know, 150,000, uh, uh, people's profiles and they started using those for other reasons. 
it was probably Russia. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> you know, is that's it seems like Russia is the the people we blame everybody uh, blame everything on these days for hacking. But um, but yeah, even on but when it came to uh, Twitter, you started seeing that with Twitter, people came up with these these uh, nicknames um, that were just all over the board. I mean. Let's use let's use the nickname that we love to hate over with uh, Terra Firma and Drew Carson's people. You know, Donkey Punch for life. Donkey Punch. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's Who... exactly what I thought of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But through these names, they started creating these personas around these names, whether they're haters, uh, you know, people who just go around and just hate on everybody's stuff, or whether they are portraying some kind of professional persona that they aren't. Um, I mean, you hear it. I mean, Brad Paisley's song. I posted that song today online by Brad Paisley. And that is exactly, it says everything. It says exactly what I would say probably 80% of the people on social media are about. And, you know, if you are, if you're just, you know, that, uh, you know, because everybody who has a business is using social media as a tool. If you're just uh, like a regular person and you're just on social media, then fine, do whatever the hell you want. It's uh, it's when you're, you know, you're saying something. There's a lot of people that are getting screwed because people are portraying, look at me, look at the lifestyle I live, look at the cars I drive, look at... You know, there's actually, I was reading this article about um, people who hired, I can't remember exactly what, but there was photographers hired and they created these accounts, these Instagram accounts, and how fast followers and how quickly it grew. And I mean, people do that on Facebook and Twitter and, and all of these platforms as well, but it's you know, and then if you can't deliver, you know, but you're looking like you're making the bucks and I mean, I understand you have to have some level of, I don't know, like nobody's going to want to do business with somebody that's like, shit, I can't pay my rent and my car broke down and it's a piece of shit. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to want to do business with somebody like that. I get that. Um, at the same time, you can always find something good. But yeah, shit happens. It's the ones that act like nothing ever happens. And also the ones that are people. Wow, so, you just kind of froze up there for a second and I missed a little bit. So could you repeat that last part? Huh. Just the part. Crap. I know, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what you were saying is, you know, when things happen to people and I get it on your business page. You don't necessarily want to put your everyday life out there in people like myself who I, I use my personal page as my branding page because I, I took the, the role of, I was going to brand myself. And because of that, uh, when I launched Ron real, I wanted to make everybody aware of the fact that the person that they're seeing on live streams or in my show or, or hearing in my podcast, they were going to be, sure that that's exactly who I was. If they walked up to me in the street, that is the same person that they would meet in person as they would see on, on the live stream. So I have done the ranting yeah. live streams. You know, I've, I've pretty much laid everything out. Uh, 
but at the same time, I, I've seen other people, and uh, just to use this as an example, Dan Henry is probably one of my favorite live streamers when it comes to what he does in business and how he shows up on, on his live streams, how he shows up on his on his Facebook page, everything. He is so consistent across the board, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. And, you know, and the same thing goes for, you know, there's there's so many other people out there and I could go, you know, on and on and on about all these different people, you know, like Dave Daly, he's the same way. Um, you know, Tiffany Ballard's another person, Leland Best, he's sitting right there talking and chatting, the only one chatting. Hey, if you guys are hanging out, follow along. Say hey. Say hey, you know, throw one in the comment box. Just let us know you're there so we can say hello. But, uh, you know, the people that show up as consistently and authentically, and I hate to use that word, but it, it is what it is. I know I cringed a little inside when you said it. Yeah, I know, I know. And I did too. I was like, Ew. but, uh, <laughs> but, for, but for the most part, you know, those people, you know, they, they, they get it. They realize that this is a tool that they could really get out there. Now, that's a good thing and it's a bad thing. The people that are showing up, that authentic self, the, the just showing up consistently, being them, no matter how you approach them, whether you catch them on a good day or a bad day, you're going to know how they're feeling based on how they interact with you, either online or even if you call them. You know, uh-huh. and I think uh-huh. I think they get a bad rap. So I think that's the reason why a lot of people go to this alternative persona, if you will, and like you said, put your best foot forward. You only show the good. You don't really play with the not so good. Yeah, I think that especially if you are branding yourself, my, you know, my page aside, because uh, my business is me, it, 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 you can't separate it. And so in branding yourself, uh, people want to be be able to relate to you. They want to be able to go, wow, look at this person. She's got, you know, she's doing these things and, and she's having, this is how she's getting through the struggles. You know, I can relate to that person. I think we're seeing a little, little bit more, but, um, you know, there's got to be a, a some type of balance <clears throat> to it. Um, and if you really do have, you know, if you want to, park yourself in front of a Rolls Royce and take a picture. Don't pretend it's yours though. Like (laughs) say that, you know, this is something I'm working towards or, you know, and I was watching a video Tiffany Lee Ballard did one time. And she was going through some really, really like, I really was captivated by watching the video. It was, she was really struggling, but it was the way that she was delivering it. It wasn't like, Oh, life sucks and poor me. Yeah. And, you know, it was like, the, you know, this is what's happening. And I'm, I'm very much one of those people. If you're pissed off, you're, if you're whatever you're feeling, like feel the shit out of it. Like, just like, I'm just go through it, bang, done. It's over. Like, if you're pissed, be pissed. If you're whatever it is, feel it, be done with it, move on. Like, don't stay there move on and I like to see that in other people I love it when I see you pissed off and ranting or <laughs> and I can tell her you're if you're having a bad week or like I can tell by your posts whether you're posting I can tell that 
So that's a really important part of how we show up online. We can see the people will treat if they're having a hard time because they just they they can't deal. I know for some people it is it really throws them for a loop when they see what other people are doing online. So it's to really know like, hey, we're all trying to look good. Of course. I mean, you want to look good, but share that. Yeah. Like, share the per- the usefulness of it. But then you get those people. I mean, I, I don't know about you. Do you delete people on a regular basis if they put in something that just, just doesn't make sense? I mean, it doesn't really... You know, here's here's the thing I get. I get a lot of people saying, hey, um, I just want to see what my following is. So why don't you post to see it so I know that you can see my posts and all this kind of stuff. And then next thing you get, I mean, we uh-huh. had we had that conversation with the people before that, you know, hey, um, I just want to check out the Facebook algorithms. This, that, and the, You know what? That's a bunch of BS. You're just you don't have nothing yeah. better to post. So you just start throwing that stuff out. And I think a lot of us, um, like if I look at my page versus my wife's page, her page is just family and friends. There's no businesses. There's no, uh, you know, all these other you know, marketing, this, that, and the <laughs> other. And it's cool to see her post or her page because there's no sponsored ads either. <laughs> there's very few. Leland. Sp- <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Because she's not in business, right? Leland, almost every day you're doing that. Wow. I've I've done that myself lately. Uh, I've probably gotten rid of about 400 people recently, just because one, they're posting stuff that in languages that I can't understand, and I'm not going to go through the translation process, or they're posting political stuff. I don't have time for politics. You just have to choose. See from the beginning, right? Somebody Sunday, Sunday for the first time, I had to block somebody that could have potentially become um, dangerous. Might be too strong of a word, but um, could have been. So that was the first time. That was the first time. I know, you know, everybody's. Um, everybody has different, as soon as they see one thing they don't like, they block people immediately. Um, you know, everybody has their own, own thing that they have to do to keep their sanity, I guess, while they're online. But, um, yeah, or the announcement of, go ahead. Yeah. There's a couple comments. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly say, you know, I, I would really love Tom to unpack that whole passively aggressive or passive aggressively scroll thing. I don't exactly understand how you passively aggressively scroll through whatever, but uh, you know, Hey, thank you for tuning in with us, Tom and Jaden. She's my niece. Thank you. And yeah, you know, the depressing stuff on Facebook, it gets distracting. It takes away from your experience. So usually when I see stuff like that, yeah, I'll, I'll hide it and unsee it. And maybe that's not fair because now you're you're limiting what you do see from these people but at the same time i really don't have the time to you know (laughs) i don't have the time to grit my teeth and scroll past the crap that's what i'm saying (laughs) i think i think if it is i mean 
you know, we have to know what is going to like trigger us or what we're not going to put up with, or, you know, we have to know all those things for ourselves. Um, if you see co continuously uh, negative posts from somebody, but it's really, you see somebody stuck in victim mode, you can't help them. No. And it, it's, and if it's, if, and if it's bringing you down, then, you know, you gotta, you gotta get rid of that. Um, but you know, every once in a while you see somebody that normally, you know, they're living life with this, you know, and then we can all be there for each other as much as we can. But, yeah. If I see yeah, something like some... that, I'll, I'll, I'll try to do an uplift post, you know, comment to them the first time I see it. But if I see it become a trend, uh, no, <laughs> hide. I don't want to see it. So, um, yeah, spammers. Yes, I love spammers. Well, some people just don't get that. Some people still don't get that. Victims don't want help. That's right. You know, that's I'm, right. They want people to affirm their bad feelings so they feel right in feeling the way they feel. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it comes down to that me too society. Everybody wants somebody to say me too, so they don't have to be alone yeah. in their misery or even in their celebration. Um, you know, people people will post things all the time. We see it all the time, especially in certain groups where they'll if they're podcaster, for example, they'll post that they got their 1000 uh, downloads or they got 10,000 downloads. And, you know, th that's cool. We like to celebrate those things with those people. When it happens, not every day for the next month, you know, it's, it's it becomes, yes. it, it, you know, it it goes both ways. When they become, and that becomes, you know, gets into what uh, Leland's talking about, the spamming. You know, it's... So, 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 uh, are you talking about, okay, so I, I see posts like this. At first I was like, I'm, I'll be, see that fucking post? Like, what the hell? And, and then it turns out it's like one of those posts and they've sponsored it. Yeah. Like it's turned, they've turned it into an ad. It's like, really? Like you've turned a testimonial into a sponsored ad. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Testimonials do squat. Nothing to me. It means nothing to me. Like anybody could get a testimonial, really. Right. You know, in, I mean, they do somewhat, but they, I, why are you turning it into an ad? I hate that. Like. It, that bugs me. The whole sponsored thing bugs me anyways, but you know, that's a whole different topic and a whole different show. Um, I understand, you know, advertising is when you get to a certain point and your organic reach has just stagnated. Yeah. Then you start boosting posts and you start oh, buying sure. ads and stuff like that. I get that. But like yeah. what you're talking about when, when you get somebody who reaches some site, some kind of an accomplishment, and then all of a sudden there's having it sponsored it makes it who really cares? I mean, you, you shared your accomplishment. We celebrated your accomplishment. Now, what are we supposed to do with it? When you don't yeah. need to have a sponsored ad so everybody can see it. Oh, what do you think that's going to get people to come over and follow you? Probably not. So, uh, <laughs> Hey CJ, I need a testimonial for BCB. You know, it's funny is he asked me for a testimonial like a long time ago and I was actually going to write one and I never did. So, um, I'm, I'm the dick. So <laughs> sorry, Leland, <laughs> but they, now it's, they on... are good. I just, I hate seeing them as ads. I don't like testimonials as ads. I don't like that, but 
Get him that testimonial, CJ. Come on. <laughs> well, now it They're seems kind of. <laughs> now it seems kind of <laughs> like you know, I'll review your page, but I don't know. About... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of reviews, if you, you know. Leave a review. <laughs> there, Leland. We'll make sure CJ gets that. Email. I'm actually going to show that one because uh, that that was that was kind of funny. <laughs> I, I like that. That's that's pretty classic yeah and now that everybody knows that i uh oops but you know how many times have you asked for a testimonial from somebody and they give you a testimonial and you look at it it's like is that good or is that bad you know you you really you kind of get that that feeling that it's kind of a generic testimonial and then it's a hard thing though it it is it it, it kind of like- is Cause you want to say something well, but I, yeah, I know when people ask me, it's like, Oh, okay. I have to think. So what would I want somebody to say about me? Then that helps you. There you go. There's my tip of the day for you. <laughs> so what kind of things do you see most common though, when people are creating a new profile, what are, what are some of the, the common um, traits that you see portrayed? And this goes out to the rest of you too. I, I really want to know what you guys see when when you see someone's new profile or when you come across somebody's profile, maybe for the first time. What are some of the common things that you're seeing that maybe kind of turn you off from their profiles, or maybe even attract you and you don't know why? They don't fully set up their personal profile page listing the things <laughs> I'm gonna that get, they do. <laughs> I'm going to get my ass kicked on that one for the rest of my freaking life. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> But you did a wonderful job once you did it. You know, and the problem doing but those I'm like, though, why are you not utilizing the space that way? Well, I didn't know. Uh, to be honest with you, I really didn't know how to effectively use that space. And, yeah, you know, a lot of times when you look at that, I'll look at other people's stuff now and realize, oh, geez, I've been missing out for a long time. Not understanding how to leverage that that real estate. But at the same uh-huh. time, it, it, I guess for me, it always, when I was actually going through and doing it, it almost felt braggadocious. And it shouldn't be because it's almost like your resume. It's, it's like a timeline of your, of your resume, which you, anytime you're trying to, you know, interact with new people and create new relationships, that information can be very helpful. But at the same time, when you're, when you, when it's on your personal page, like it is on mine, it, it's like, if, if I'm trying to be friends with maybe just, you know, Joe down the block and we just have a common interest and in maybe, uh, you know, painting cars, you know, all that stuff over there really doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. But you don't know that. Well, true. Never prejudge. You never prejudge. I mean, you don't know, right? Um, I think the other, um, it's constantly just ads, 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 but the biggest mistake that I think that it still boggles my mind is, um, people don't use a picture of themselves for the personal profile. Are you posting a picture of your dog or a freaking flower or like, we want to know the person behind the business. So that's a mistake that I still make. 
Super callous virtual racist. <laughs> You're on fire tonight, Leland. You must have had a couple of glasses of wine in you. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's good. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, I um you know, and it's just constant selling, selling, selling. But the ones that I really notice, there's some people that I see that every time they make a post, it's like they, they have to, it has to be accompanied by a selfie. <laughs> That's my daughter. And like, I don't, <laughs> something, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Or a picture of your product. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I've seen that actually, Tom, but, um, Oh, wow. If you're, you know, your business, like, have your face there. Like, I want to see the person that I'm doing business with. And have a picture that actually looks like you. I've seen pictures of people, and then I see them in real life, and I'm like, what? That looks nothing like you. Like, you had hair in your picture. Like, I don't (laughs) understand. Like, yes, Evelyn, fireball, I need some. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Evelyn is officially in the in in the chat. Thank you for showing up, Evelyn. You know what's what's funny is uh, Tom said something about picture of your your product. Uh, when I was extremely active in the fitness community, I would get guys that would uh, friend request me, and the picture their profile picture would be like a stack of steroids. Like that was going to get me to say, yeah, I want you to be my friend. Come on. I mean, it's, that's the kind of stuff that I would see. And then of course uh-huh. it would be accompanied by just private message after private message. Hey, I can hook you up with this and this is my price list and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Um, those are the ones that I'm starting to see a lot of, not just the steroids, but the people that come on for unsolicited um, you know, business, you know, it's, um, the big one right now is this, uh, cryptocurrency. I bet you, I talked to three or four people that will message me out of the blue. They're not even friends. They're, they'll just message me out of the blue and, Oh, I looked at your profile. It's very interesting. Tell me a little bit about what you do, blah, blah, blah. So they get me talking. And next thing you know, there's, I said, well, what do you do? Because you know, reciprocity, the law of reciprocity, you have to ask them if they've asked you, and they've sat there and listened to you bullshit about what you do. They're going to expect you to ask them, what do you do? And then, then they start in on their cryptocurrency pitch and it's like, ah, Bitcoin and stuff. Yeah. I have some friends in Bitcoin. I was going to get into it a little while ago, but it became so popular. They are like froze it. Yeah. So I was all ready to like, and think that, um, you have to be, as transparent and real as as possible you can't uh i don't know portraying something that you're not if you're especially if you're in business um and i I guess we should talk about if you're in business not if you're not because that's where it really comes into play if you're pretending to be something you're not you know many people i've talked to that have been ripped off by other business owners because they portrayed something they portrayed uh they portrayed themselves in certain ways that they were very well off, that they had so many clients, they were turning them away. Um, and then, you know, I'd be talking to people going sheets or something to fill out. I never really, and they changed, you know, they had to cancel appointments all the time and just not living up 
to it at all. And, yeah. you know, it's very, I think people are getting smarter now. Like, I, I think that we're getting a bit more, uh, not choosy, but well, I think we're, we're a little becoming, bit smarter in determining We're a little bit more someone's... market-wise. It, you know, it used to be back in the day, you threw a website up and you you marketed your business through your website. Now with social media, it's completely different. Now you may have, you know, 10,000 people in your space, whereas before you may only had, you know, maybe 50 or so in your space because it was more locally based. Even your websites were more locally based. Uh-huh. And with social media, you're world-based, so there's, there's a whole lot of different uh, parameters when it comes to marketing your business. And you you see it in when live stream first started. I don't see it as often anymore as I used to in the beginning, but when live streaming started, it turned into a marketing platform that just exploded. It seemed like everybody was marketing. They, they had their whiteboard up behind them. Uh, James Swanick is a real good example of this. He had his whiteboard up and he was talking to you about Ty Lopez's program. He was talking about Swannies. He was talking about whatever product he was trying to pitch at that time. Maybe his personal course, you know, his, his uh, personal development course or his no alcohol day challenge. I've seen them all. I've watched his stuff because that's what was there in the beginning of live streaming. And yeah. I don't see it nearly as often anymore. But every now and then I'll see something come out where, you know, somebody will use a live stream and kind of uh, almost camouflage it and it turn it into like a webinar. And then at the end of this this live stream, they're talking to you about, hey, come on in, get let's get you started. You know, shoot me a private message and I'll you know I'll call you and we'll get you started and blah blah blah. And it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. And that's, yeah. I think that, you know, so I, I was reading this interesting article, actually. So, you know what? It comes down to discernment and gullibility. Uh, you know, for some people, I think people that are so desperate for that, that thing that they need to grow and explode their business, that thing that's going to get them discovered. And, and people that are coming from a place of desperation that I feel so badly for, uh, they're the ones that look at me, I'm jet setting here and I'm on this beach and look at where I live and look at the clothes and the jewelry and all of these things. It's, you know, there's still those, those profiles, those images online still exist because there's people that, that still buy. There's people that will, you know, get another credit card so they can buy that person's program. I mean that it still exists, but I was reading this article and they were saying that um, between uh, Canadians and Americans that the um, were much they weren't uh, they were much more discerning and hesitant in buying into certain things and that Americans were more gullible well that's it, that's because of the way we were we were raised it was it was always oh you can do anything you can be anything you can have anything you know we we live in a society where more is better. And if you find an easy way to get more, well, I got to try it. I got to, you know, when the, when the whole uh, flip, you know, flipping houses market, there is probably, you know, 50, 60, 70 different infomercials 
on how you can buy property basically with no money down and flip the property and sell it real quick before you even had a payment due. And then you, you never put a single penny out except for what you put into the property. Then you started yeah. seeing people, you know, how to buy a house without actually buying the house where, where you basically went in and it was kind of a roundabout way to be an agent without having to have a real estate license. And you mm-hmm. could, you could basically get into this house and then sell it before anybody knew the difference. And, and yeah, you know, there's all these different ways of, of making a quick buck. And, you know, as Americans, most Americans believe that if I can make a quick buck, that's better than working for the long buck. And it's, it's something that has just been ingrained in us through those infomercials. And I mean, they, the people who came up with that whole infomercial concept, the psychological studies that they must have done to find out what those triggers were in Americans is just baffling to me. I, well, I can't look at imagine. QVC and the Home Shopping Network. And I mean, there's people that get themselves into so much debt over that. So, yeah, that can play into it big time. I think that we bring every. If these people were really so rich and had any kind of heart, they would give that shit away to improve other people's lives. Yeah, 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 I agree. But on the other hand, if you work hard and you have money, it's kind of like we dog people who have money for having money and being rich. No, I have actually done that before on a program uh, when I lived in Texas. There's a Texas deregulated the energy market. So you had all these little tiny companies who would buy, you know, buy portions of energy from, from the, uh, um, the energy companies. And then they would go out and resell that energy to all these, to people. So you had companies like Green Mart, uh, Green Mountain, Stream Energy, Excite, you mean all these different little tiny companies. And I was approached by a guy from Stream Energy. And he says, yeah, just come on. It's your own business. You do this, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I said, hey, look, if this is such a great thing, put your money where your mouth is. Sign me up. I'll get started. I'll sell the energy. And then when I make the $300 that it costs to become a member, we'll, we'll, we'll settle up then. And he actually did it. He actually put his money where his mouth is and Believe it or not, I actually made money doing this, but there's very few companies that are out there that are willing to do that. They, I mean, they, you know, the concept yeah. of, Hey, try it before you buy it. It doesn't exist. I mean, they, and yeah. people have been programmed to believe that if it's for, if it's free, if you get a free trial, there's no value in it. So you've got to pay a thousand dollars in order for there to be any value in the information that you're receiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit freaking wacky, isn't it? It's a little bit freaking wacky. I think that uh, I – and the other thing I wanted to uh, bring up with that is I think that, you know, we're business people somewhat for what, you know, the energy that we put out there. You know, we're all in this together here. We're all working. We're all, we all have a reason why we're doing this. And uh, the 
I, I think what really gets in the way is the whole competition mindset. You see that out there so much that people don't want to support thing like that. And I think it's that appear, trying to appear better. And come on, like, let's help each other out. Be responsible for the energy that you bring to the place. And just be real and be honest. Like, it's crazy this also that you have to take some of it with a grain of salt i think there's some people that get really highly offended like like really like really really offended and that really i don't know you know we can't be responsible we have to be responsible out there but on the others feel at the same time so the only thing only compass you have is to be yourself and to share those things just be real. But then at the same time, I see posts that are like, you know, this one person posted this thing that says that I have a hard time trusting nice people in order to do business. I need to be with, I need to do business with the asshole. And I, I don't really understand that concept. It, just because a person's nice, has a, has a genuine sensibility, uh, sense of who they are and treats people in well, a way. happened. Something had to have happened. Something happened to them then. Definitely had oh, to yeah. have happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> person and bent over and then <laughs> forever nice people are just. Yeah, well, it it comes to, it, it kind of came, I came to the realization that maybe I've been searching for the wrong coaches. Maybe I don't need personal development coaches. Maybe I don't need, you know, accountability coaches. Maybe I need an asshole coach. Maybe I need to correct that <laughs> character flaw just a little bit. So, so maybe I can come off as a little bit more abrasive. I don't know. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. <laughs> See, <laughs> but yeah, Leland agrees with you. <laughs> and, and according what? to what? What did I say? I don't remember. I've been blacking out all day, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I want to comment a little bit about this comment here. Uh, Leland says, come on, bud, you got to put some skin in the game. Sweat equity is skin in the game. I don't care who you are. If you can't go out and do the work, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't even be trying. Um, sweat equity uh, is more important in my opinion than financial equity. Just for the simple fact that if, if I bring someone in and they, they say, okay, I'm willing to work with you for X amount of time. I want to see what you do. And if I can't deliver on the promises that I have given them to, so I, I mean, if I set their expectations and I don't deliver on those expectations, then that gives them the right to walk away free. Don't worry about anything. But if I, if I put in the sweat equity and I deliver on all those expectations, all that's going to do is, is create more opportunity. And that's the way I guess I was raised. Um, in, in every business that I've ever worked in, that sweat equity is always proven to be uh, more valuable than financial equity. So, yeah. Well, yeah, That's, depending on what you need. You know what? Okay, what you said, it it nails it perfectly. The whole thing comes down to integrity. Do what you say you're going to do. Uh going to help somebody do such and such then help somebody do such and such if you know do what you say that you're going to do 
uh, don't don't go around. There's so much of that. There's so much of that. And you know, basically, be the be the person that you would like to see out there. You know, and interact with people and show kindness and show support and share things and you know build each other's up and help promote each other and and yeah sometimes we get caught up in doing our own thing and we forget to do that um and if you need to yeah exactly say what you mean and mean what you say and together we're all trying to build our businesses we're all trying to make a name for ourselves and some of us are further along than others and and you know, the more that we can eliminate that noise, that garbage, and, you know, focus on what it is that you uh, push everything aside and treat people uh, the way that you'd like to be treated and act the way you'd like to see other people act. Now, when you see a video and somebody is, you know, they become emotional in that video, what does, do you think any less of them? Like, well, how do you feel if you see somebody that's a business and they're talking about an important thing and they get a little bit choked up? You know, I think people worry about that. I think I think when a person shows emotion, it's the more emotional you become about what you're doing or whatever the topic is. If it's a message that you're trying to deliver or if it's maybe something that you're promoting your, your product, something that you've worked so hard to get out into the market. You know, that to me shows me that you're passionate about what you're doing. You care about the end result, not necessarily about just selling the product, but you care about the end user's experience with that product. And I like to see that if someone gets a little choked up about something, that to me tells me that they don't, it's not just about what they created. It's about what it, what problem it solves for the people who are going to be using it in the end. Uh That's the way Uh I see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it shows that they're human. There's things that touch us. There's things that grab us. There's times that we become, we want to just say, screw it. I'm so, I'm so done. I don't think I can do it. I've been pushing and I, and you know, at various times, yeah, there's times when you think, yeah, absolutely. Well, especially with you, Tom, with what you do, uh, you know, working with people and legacy um, you know, when you see that, you know that, yeah, that's a real, that's a real living, breathing person. And that is, you know, in this day and age where you're trying to discern between somebody who's, whether they're real or not, uh, if you can see a little bit of that, then you know that, you know, that things that they do struggle. So, uh, like kudos to, to those people who have those really raw uh, emotions and 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 show that. You know, and you know what? It's I've never seen anybody trashed for doing that. No, I read. I've seen that, and I've seen comments. No one trashes them for that. Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. You know, in yeah. in in spirit of what we're talking about right now, I know Tom, you've got an amazing uh, business. So please uh, share your link in the comments tonight and same with you Leland yeah please do share your and anybody who watches this even on the replay if you've got something that you're you're proud of and you've got you know a message to put out or whatever please share the link to your Facebook page or even to your website because you know that's yeah. that's really what we're talking about here is is supporting each other and not just tearing each other down um, I'll 
I'll be the first person to admit my business, you know, when I started structuring my business originally, it was all over the place. I really didn't have a focus. I really didn't have a, a, a map to, uh, to say the least. I mean, I, I was kind of confused as how to put it out there in a way that people would understand what it was that I was trying to do. Leland is the person who helped me focus that and really helped me structure everything that I've got on my, my, uh, my business page on my website and on my Facebook page. So that's the type of person that we're talking about when it comes, when we, when we're talking about helping each other out, being open and with each other about things. And that's, I think something, a new trend that's, that hasn't really taken off all that well yet. Um, I've, you know, and, and I've done the same thing for other people's, uh, other people's, I can't, I don't know where that word came from, but anyway, um, <laughs> but Rob, uh, Farker over in, and I didn't say Rob Farker over in Australia, he is just now beginning his production, his podcast production company. So I shared with them everything that I could, you know, down to, you know, what services I offer, how, how I charge for those services, everything, because I wanted him to understand that regardless if he uses those same, that same pricing structure, there is a transparent way to learn what you're, what you're getting into up front rather than having to play around and struggle and, and try to flounder around. I mean, hell, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I started Skyline uh-huh. Video Production. Let me see. It was back in... 1999 is when I started Skyline video production and it didn't, I didn't have a single consistent month until 2006 because I was constantly struggling trying to find out how to sell a video production service it, it, without anybody ever, you know, guiding me. Other companies in town, they didn't want to help me out. And the people that did want to help me out, well, they wanted to charge me $5,000 to $10,000 to learn what they do. Wow. So when you, when you look at it in those, in that perspective, you know, you it, either, it's, either it's really you hard. froze or I froze. I think we both, <laughs> I think I did again. Uh Oh, the audio is coming through though. <laughs> So go ahead and carry on, and I am going to uh, refresh. I'm to wait for my producer. Oh, CG out. I don't know what happened. I know. Oh, he's back. There I am. What the oh. heck? I have no idea what just happened there. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Anyways, so they have no idea what I just said, so <laughs> that's kind of funny. Companies that wanted to charge uh, a lot of... Yeah. So yeah, companies it, wanted I'm to charge a lot for that. Actually, Tom. So I'm good. They, they were going to charge a lot of money. Yeah, and there's the thing, right? Okay. So Rob is starting his thing. I saw that. Rob's starting his uh, editing thing. But here's the thing. Uh, he's not the only group that does that, but he is the only one like Rob. Yeah, and absolutely. that's the problem. Why people are trying to think they they think they need to like get ahead with some fancy trick or or some way to to you know to con people to make it like a little bit. Different. Somebody might go, yeah, I jive better with 
with Rob than I do CJ. I find CJ like really loud and obnoxious and I like Rob. He's, you know, I like Aussies or no, I, I don't want to deal with Rob. I want to deal with, you know, I don't know, somebody else, right? That's the thing. It's, you're going to work drawn to. Rob could have some extra little groovy, funky thing, but it's like, but you're just drawn to CJ. You like his no BS style and that's just the way it's going to be. So, this is why we need to stop this fakeness because <clears throat> I'm having an issue today. <laughs> Hell of a day. Because somebody could have this total profile like I'm rocking it and look at me and I got, you know, the big boobs and I'm living on a beach in a hut and I got this and that. I got my own helicopter. But then you talk to somebody and how are you able to to make that that person's thinking they're going to sound like this they're going to talk like this and you have to maintain that all the way through you've got them and you know then they're going to find out that you're really not what you say you are so you know i want to you know. i want to address something that tom just said here he goes there are others who do what i do i ignore them just innovate and do your own thing so i've I, I agree with you on what you're saying, kind of, but here's where the I don't agree it, with yeah. you. If you don't know what your competition's doing, if you don't study your competition, you don't know what you need to do to stand out from your competition. And you know, using that word competition and kind of using it lightly because it's not like you're directly competing because there are so many people out there who are going to you know, like, like you just said, they're going to resonate with what Tom does in his business more so than they're going to resonate with say what I do in my business. So if, mm -hmm. if it goes to, to the point of, you know, you've got, you, you do a web search and you're looking for someone to do uh, family uh, documentaries and Tom's page pops up and my page pops up. What, what is it that stands out about Tom's page versus my page? Now, if I'm doing my due diligence and I know everything that's on his page, I could almost recite everything that he does and he offers. That gives me a, an advantage in being able to stand out from what he does. I can do something different than what he's offering. Now, maybe he's offering a little bit more and you don't know that until you talk to him. However, that's, that's one of the things that I, you know, that I took um, the Art of War is probably my favorite book of all time. You can you can use it in life, business, anything it, when yeah. it comes to strategic planning. You know, and Sun Tzu said, if you know your enemy as you know yourself, you need not fear a thousand battles. Well, that's ex that plays right into the business world. You got to know your competition so you can stand out and you can anticipate where they're going to go next. Because they're going to see you because they're going to start studying you. They're going to see you standing out. So now they're constantly chasing you. And that's what I loved about what he was saying. Just innovate. Yeah. If you're innovative, if you know how to stand out, you're going to have your competition chasing your tail when you're just one step ahead of them all the time. I agree with both of you. Definitely. Um, there's a point where you have to just have your head down and go towards your goal. But I think it's always good to have an eye. But I think you do have to like sort of keep an eye on, okay, what are they doing? Like, but you know, it like a rear view mirror or, or a side mirror. Like when you're driving, you're looking to see who's beside you and stuff. Um, 
Oh, I don't do that. I do the but, I do the whole uh, Fast and the Furious stare. Oh, I, I just I just look at them. I, I I make them feel uncomfortable so they slow down or speed up. Usually they speed up, and I usually don't speed up because I'm chicken shit and I can't afford a speeding ticket. So. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I think, yeah, you can't focus too much. But for some people, that's hard. They're constantly watching to the point that they're copying. Yeah. I think it's good to just keep an eye on what's out there because I'm constantly doing that. I know you're constantly doing that, both of us, individually and, you know, together as grit and grace. Watching what's going on in a way that, you know, for us, it's in a way of, well, let's try that and see that. And maybe we can spin it a different way. So it's always good. Yeah, definitely. But you know what? Be yourself because you're going to get found out. Someone's going to call your ass out or you're not going to be in business because people are going to see that, you know, be real, be real on social media. So what's your final thoughts on you're, you're so much cooler online. What's your thoughts? What take us out of this? Oh, Frank, that's a lot of pressure, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I brought us into this world. You take us take, out. <laughs> I don't really have anything more to add. You know what? It's be yourself because people do want to be there to support. And if you if you don't um, – uh, last year was a really hard year for me. And there was, a, you know, between personal stuff, business stuff, health stuff, I wouldn't be able to get – the information I needed, the help I needed, the opportunity to share the crappy things or ask for help. And being, you know, the person I am, it is hard to do that. You don't want to appear like you need help. Uh, that is very much me. But, you know, there are some people that are, that you can get close enough to unless you're willing to share those tough times too and be open and say, look, this crappy thing is happening. And you were one of those people that made a big difference for me going into this year. There was like three people that made a big difference for me that really helped. And unless you're willing to like open up and trust people and say, I'm having a really crappy time. Like it's not always great. Yeah. Sometimes it's really flipping great and my life rocks. You know, um, we're more human. We want to do business with humans. So be a human. Don't be a robot. You know, and the, the, the only thing that I can say is just be that person. If I meet you on the street, if I if I come up to you and shake your hand and say, hey, it's nice to meet you. I hope that you are the exact same person that I met online, because that is yeah. really what I'm judging that first impression on. And um, yeah, you don't you don't want to ruin that. You don't want to destroy that perception of who you are so don't don't go out there and build up some you know some persona that isn't you don't create a character and hide behind a character now if you're doing because they create yeah you'll create a false network of people around you because they'll think you're one way and you're gonna have that false net a real network of people yeah, I and we haven't met in person yet. So No, we haven't, but it is coming we'll soon. 
2018. 2018, the road show. It's going to happen. I promise. Anyways, thank you, everybody, for checking out tonight's show. I appreciate each and every one of you. To find out more about what we've got going on, just go to Facebook.com forward slash Grit and Grace TV. You can also find us at GritandGraceTV.com. And you can also find everything we're doing at RipkaMedia.com. Connect with us on Facebook. Share your stories. We love to be able to inspire people through your stories as much as our own. Go to that page, leave a comment. And if you have an idea for a topic, please share that out. We would love to discuss it on the show. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And just like we say every single week, you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect solution. Peace. Stay wild, everybody. Grit and Grace has been brought to you by the Ripka Media Group and has been produced by Saloon 7 Productions. Thank you for listening to Grit and Grace.